Hello. Hello. My name is Casey. And I am Destin. This is the Leadership Podcast, and we're we're having a nice chill episode today. You know, we wanna we wanna talk to you. We wanna talk about some stuff. And this feels really awkward to do. <laughs> <laughs> hello everyone. Hello, hello, hello. How's it going? It's the leadership. We're we're leadership. That's us. That's that's what we call ourselves and stuff. Um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, uh, I forgot how to start a podcast. <laughs> I'm just playing. So, it's our normal episode we do every week. It's, it's, uh, it's Sunday right now. This will go up on Friday, like usual, hopefully. Hopefully nothing, like, shitty happens throughout the week where I can't edit or anything, but I mainly just wanted to start off, before we get into what we're going to talk about, say thank you to everyone that's listening. You know, we had had some new people follow us on Twitter and on Instagram and everyone that like engages with us on those platforms. It's really appreciated. It shows that we're reaching people and that we're actually talking. We were people, actual person is listening. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's weird when I see someone like follow us on Twitter. I'm like, is this a real person that actually <laughs> listens? Yeah, but we want to start being our, our, I want to start being more active on the social medias and uh, posting stuff on Instagram and tweeting stuff out. The main reason I don't, I think I mainly want to focus on Instagram. Surprisingly, yeah. um, Instagram, I feel like it's just, it's just easier. Like I'm, I, I'm not that funny. Like <laughs> I, I, I'm witty sometimes, but I can't come up with like some dumbass witty tweets like some of these kids do. Yeah. But. I don't know. I want to be more active on Instagram. I think the only reason I haven't is because my phone, I don't know. I, I should post a picture on Instagram of what my phone looks like. <laughs> it's not good. It's an, it's an old honor seven X and it's shattered to shit. Uh, it actually hurts to type on sometimes. So when I, I, I'm getting a new phone in like the next two weeks though. So I think once I do that and I get my new phone set up and everything, I might use Instagram more and post some more stuff on it. Just dumb shit while I'm out on my route. Like I had a guy just reminded me, I have the picture on my phone. I don't know if I've showed it to Destin yet. I should tweet it out. I should, I should, uh, post it on Instagram or tweet it out. It's, I delivered a box the other day to this guy and obviously I'll blur out his address and all that shit. But on the label, it says Browdy Eats Booty. <laughs> what? It's Browdy Eats Booty. It's like, there. And I was just like, you're, you're ballsy, man. <laughs> Put that on your, on the label for everyone to see Browdy Eats Booty, which he probably did that shit on purpose. I don't know. <laughs> but it was like a logo thing he was buying. So maybe he runs like a porn website or some <laughs> shit. I don't fucking know. But I come across some dumbass shit like that all the time. And uh, I, need, I need to start just, just posting more. Like when we sit down and record, you know, post stories. And, you know, we could do, if people want to ask us questions, do like stories about that. And just just whatever, you know what I mean? I need to start being more active on social medias and grow that. Alongside us growing the podcast, putting a new podcast out. Like after this episode, we're going to start our next deep dive episode. Talk about Star Wars. Um, it's good. I, I guess I, I'm going to say it in the Star Wars episode two. I'll say it now. Um, it's it's not possible for me to talk about every single Star Wars game. No, there has been a hundred and forty Star Wars games made. Yeah. So I basically I went through I pick and chose and I was like you know what these 
12, 15 games were the best that I ever played. Uh, I didn't really want to touch on things I had no recollection of. Yeah. You know, I want to talk about stuff I knew about, things that I was like, yeah, I remember playing this type deal. So, but I think, I I don't know what I was trying to go at with this. I just wanted to talk a little bit. You know, uh, we, we appreciate everyone, mainly. Um, if you want to leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, I wish Spotify did something like that because Spotify's, yeah. Spotify's our biggest platform, but they don't have, like, very much, like, fan interaction. But maybe they will since they're diving into podcasting. It'd be nice. But, yeah, if you leave a five-star review, you know, say whatever you want. You can call us retards if you want to. I don't care. Um, we'll, we'll read it off, you know, at the start of a show. Our five-star review. We'll pick one out of whoever wants to read it out. We'll read it off, you know, see what you got to say. As long as there's no racial slurs in it, we're good. You know, don't call me bad words. It's not nice. Even though I just told you to call me a retard. <laughs> anyway, so we got the usual for you today. We got we got two games we picked out and a piece of tech. So the first game, we're going to be talking about the Resident Evil 3 remake. So Resident Evil 3 is a remake of Resident Evil 3 Nemesis, which was a survival horror game made in 1999. The big difference, though, is they changed the controls. So, I don't know if you played the originals back in 1999 on PlayStation. They used tank controls, quote-unquote. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, you can only go forward and then sides. Oh, yeah, yeah. That kind of shit. Like, that was standard Resident Evil controls for the times. And And you you only had fixed camera angles, but now they're remaking it. They're making it for a full third-person shooter, similar to how they redid Resident Evil 2 last year. Yeah. But the story of the game is everyone's probably if you've already played it it's you control Jill Valentine she's trying to escape Raccoon City during a zombie apocalypse caused by an outbreak of the T-virus she's being hunted by Nemesis who attempts to kill her and all remaining stars members and the game also follows mercenary Carlos Oliveira hired by Umbrella to help survivors so I wasn't a big person for Resident Evil as a kid. Yeah. I'm not a fan of horror as it is. Like, I don't watch horror movies. I don't play horror games. I play Condemned 3 and shit myself once. So <laughs> not literally, but I play I remember playing Condemned 3 on PS3 at Dale's house, I believe. Yeah. And I didn't have fun. <laughs> Definitely did not enjoy it. So it's just not my type of game. But the main reason I want to talk about it is because there's a new online multiplayer mode called Resident Evil Resistance, which puts a team of four players against a quote-unquote mastermind who can create traps, enemies, and other hazards. Nice. So the way... I haven't watched any gameplay for this, which I probably should have, but... Uh, the way it reads out to me is Dead by Daylight. Yeah. It sounds just like Dead by Daylight, which if people don't know, Dead by Daylight to this day still has a big cult following. Oh, yeah. A lot of people still play it. There's a lot of streamers getting partnered um, just recently because of Dead by Daylight, which is really, really cool. I'm trying. I'm gonna look on Twitch right now and see what the average viewers for Dead by Daylight is. It's probably. I mean, it's not gonna be anything insane. 
it's like 17k viewers, which is really, really good. I mean, there's people, 3k viewers, 3k viewers. Uh, there's people still love the game. People love playing it. For me, it's kind of like, eh, I don't know. I'm kind of weird about it. I've hopped on it once or twice, and from what I've played, I enjoyed it. Like, it was fun. Yeah, it's... I feel... I hear there's a lot of intricacies to it. There's a lot of skill to it when it comes down to just how you are with certain things. Mm -hmm. Which, you know, maybe with, you know, Dead by Daylight is like... Maybe it's plateauing, and you have this new Resident Evil that might give some of those people, like, a new lease on streaming like a lot of these dead by daylight guys can check out and be like okay well this new resident evil looks almost the same so why not try it you know what i mean so i think the multiplayer might actually be a pretty big deal we'll see yeah i'm just hoping they kind of keep the story for the most part lengthy like the normal game was yeah and don't like put all of their resources into this multiplayer part uh, from what I'm reading, the multiplayer mode was developed externally by a different company. Okay. Because previously it was going to be a separate game called Project Resistance, but now it looks like it's going to be part of the game, which is good. It's it's they didn't have to split their workload into two different um, departments. They just outsourced it. Yeah. So it should which look is good. Like, it gives it gives the main team a lot of time to like focus on game and gameplay. Yeah. Which is pretty nice. Yeah. Because you ain't got no, like, you already got the plot set out for you. (laughs) Yeah. So, Resident Evil 3, Nemesis. Well, Resident Evil 3, the remake, it's going to be out April 3rd, 2020. It's going to be on PC, PS4, Xbox One. And I think it might be pretty neat. I'm not a big fan of horror games, but I might try out Resistance. Since it's like Dead by Daylight, I've played Dead by Daylight. And, you know, Resident Evil 3 is one of, like, the highest acclaimed games. You know, like, Game Rankings gave it an 88%. Game Pro gave it 5 stars. GameSpot gave it an 8.8. IGN gave it a 9.4. Uh, it's very highly acclaimed. But I think uh, the only people, the only thing people don't like about it is it's too short. Yeah. Um, apparently the game's kind of short, so. I don't know, I'm not a one of those type of guys that I'm not really into horror. Not just can't do it personally. What's the next one? What else are we doing? There's not really much to talk about Resident Evil 3. I mean, it's a game that's been out since 1999. So yeah, I mean, if you don't know it by now, then I mean, here's your chance, I guess. All right. So next, um, awkward segue, awkward segue. So the second game we really chose uh, I was trying to decide if it was worth it because this game keeps getting pushed back. Uh, apparently, it was come out. It's supposed to come out last year, at first. Yeah. And they kept pushing it back, pushing it back. They pushed it back again. So we're talking about Watch Dogs Legion. It was originally set to come out March sixth, twenty twenty, but it's apparently delayed again until 2021 fiscal year which starts April 1st 2020 so maybe we'll see it in April maybe we won't I don't know it's been a common trend 
for these developers to push their games back mm-hmm. and I'm super happy about it. Oh yeah, it's it's actually nice. I'm super happy that developers are like, "Hey, we want to actually finish our game before we put it out." Yeah. Which it's being made by Ubisoft, which they don't really have a huge track record of putting out incomplete games. They're not Call of Duty, so Anyway, so watch dog well before we talk about Legion, let's talk about the originals. So this is the third game in the series. There's Watch Dogs One, Watch Dogs Two, and then now Watch Dogs Legion. Can you explain kind of like what Watch Dogs One and Two were? The main premises of the game was you were uh, a hacker in both the games, uh, each kind of dealing with their own thing. But uh, I guess the main the main villain was the CTOS uh, Corporation. Okay, and they like just think of like standard big brother always watching you they got like information on your phone and all that kind of stuff you know okay and uh the big thing was to kind of like fight the power yeah you know you're like a hacker resistance group yeah okay so in in the first one it wasn't kind of it was it was more or less uh like you some shit had happened and you're trying to get revenge for it okay you know and you're having to fight the ctos program to like get around and go through shit to to do that and make it happen. The second one was was kind of basically that. Like you're you're straight up just getting it. CTOS, fucking them up. Okay, so this game is gonna be kind of the same. So this game's story uh, focuses on the efforts of the London branch of hacker group DeadSec in combating an authoritarian regime that is taking control of the United Kingdom thanks to the advanced survival surveillance system known as CTOS. To assist in this, DedSec recruits allies from across the city in order to liberate the city as a resistance force. And you... So it's set in London, which has become a surveillance state because of CTOS. Your personal liberties have been limited and citizens are constantly monitored monitored in their activities by a private security company that's acting as the city's law enforcement. So basically, you play through the game. Uh, it's a lot. It's very GTA esque. Yeah, it, it's got um, a good GTA aspect. Uh, Whereas like stealing cars and getting guns, shooting people. Yeah, it's like full open world, like G- how GTA is. So you can there's fast traveling through underground stations. You can steal cars. You can go by foot. You get guns and shit, and you can uh, hack. Like I remember playing through the first game where you like you pretty much hacked into like a power box or some shit whenever you were being chased and had to like blow up water pipes from the ground yeah, to stop you could, cars. Uh, you could hack like overload power boxes to make them blow up and, and kill enemies during a chase. Uh, if you were in vehicles, you could like hack the uh, uh, traffic signals and make them all turn red or green and like just fuck people up. Yeah. Uh, barriers like would pop up out of the ground and shit and you could fuck up cars. There's a, a lot of stuff that you could do that was, it was pretty fun. Yeah, so there's multiple classes in this game, apparently, where once you recruit someone into your roster, they're they're assigned to one of three classes. You have combat, stealth, or hacking. So they obviously have their own set of tools and abilities, upgrades, stuff like that. But And they all have their own background, which gives them a special skill or trait. Nice. It's kind of neat. So a recruited character may be more skilled with drones and thus can do more damage with them, while another is a quote-unquote adrenaline junkie who deals more damage but at a possible risk of dying at a random moment. Hmm. 
It's pretty cool. I don't, how many characters can you have? Like, do you have like a a crew basically? Yeah, like in the first one, you didn't really deal with that. Okay, like it was just kind of you. You had people. You had like a crew, I guess. Yeah, which was dead sec, but you didn't like they weren't really involved. The second game, you kind of got a little bit more involved with dead sec and a crew, but they were just kind of handed to you. You didn't get to select them. Okay, you know. But uh, you could kind of mess with them and, and, and do stuff as far as that goes. So it's going to be pretty interesting being able to actually recruit, like choose who you have on your team and, and recruit, like set up an all combat team or something, you know? Yeah. My favorite thing about this is like the the cover art they've been putting out is fucking insane. Yeah. And dude with the fucking pig mask and the cigar is fucking awesome. Yeah, did uh, the original Watch Dog have any multiplayer or anything, or is it just a straight single-player uh, game? No, yeah, there's multiplayer in all of them, uh, but it's not like you'd think it like a multiplayer is, and it's real seamless. So, like, you're playing a game, right? Yeah. I could randomly, at any moment, hop on your game. Like, I would, I would select to go in multiplayer. I end up hopping on your game, right? And to you, I just look like a normal citizen. Right. Okay. So I have to stroll up and start stealing your information, start hacking you. Yeah. Right. Uh, of course, you get a notification for it, and then you're frantically running around trying to find me, the hacker. Okay. Well, if you find me, you have to kill me. There you go. You win. If I succeed and then <coughs> successfully get away, yeah. Then, uh, like, I kind of get you know steal some of your information. I got a little bonus, some experience and shit out of it. Okay, that's cool. So that's it, was, it was, it was, it was pretty cool because like the shit could happen at any time, and it was like you're legit running around frantic trying to find out who the fuck's hacking you. Yeah. One thing that's really cool is like talking about multiple characters again. So when you recruit these people throughout the game settings, you can permanently lose them. Oh, really? Throughout your playthrough. Yes. So, you you can get a pretty large roster of people. I think that's why they did it like that. And if someone dies and is killed in action, they you permanently lose them. Well, damn. Which forces you to, you know, obviously switch to another character. Which is, that's pretty wild. I think that's a really, really cool thing. Yeah. I'm glad they did that. But, like, obviously, like I said, it's slotted to come out in... 2021 fiscal year which would be from april to september mm-hmm. or something like that i don't know april more june july i don't know april to september i think is the the this part of the fiscal year so hopefully it's really really good there's obviously co-op you know, you can play through the game cooperatively with up to four people which is really cool but do you have does it say if you have like an individual like this is your character or is it like you recruit people and play as them? I think you can recruit people and play as them. Okay. That's you, cool. you probably have like a starting character. Yeah. Like a first. You control multiple characters throughout the setting of the game. Okay. That's pretty cool. Really starts making really makes me think of GTA five. Yeah. So much where you play through three different characters. That's super, super cool. But that's generally it for Watch Dogs Legion. Like, what are the some of the, well, what are the, some of the, like, general hacking? I remember uh, whenever the game first came out, they added, like, little stupid shit into the game where you'd hack people's, like, yeah, uh, you social could, uh, medias and stuff. You could hack their phone and you could get, like, songs and stuff. That's how you could, like, increase your uh, library and your, like, for your music and shit. Yeah. You could hack people's phones, get songs. 
you could uh, you, like you pull up a little like your HUD or whatever, and it'll show you information about them, mm-hmm. age, name, how much they make, and stuff like that, and some of the uh, descriptions. We're just stupid. And or like occupations too. Yeah. Or like if they've been arrested, what uh, they were arrested for. You could, I think it was in the first one, you could actually find Batman. You really? Like, yeah. It, like <laughs> his name was Bruce Wayne and like occupation was Batman or some shit. It was That's pretty awesome. funny. But uh, you could ha- hack like a uh, billboard signs and yeah. it would say like stupid, funny stuff. Uh, you There was like little, uh, I can't remember what they're called, but you basically go through like all these little links and then you can hack into somebody's like personal computer in their house in the, or in their apartment or whatever. And uh, sometimes some of the stuff you see or like hear them talking about was pretty funny. Uh, you could hack ATMs and get money, which is like the thing to do for me. Yeah, like, just hack ATMs. Yeah, run around with fucking stacks before the beginning of the game. Yeah, it looks like since it's, it's coming out on PC, PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, Stadia, Xbox One, and 4th Gen Xbox, you probably won't see it until holiday season. Yeah. I don't know if, I don't think they would want to release the game, then release it again. Yeah. So, if you're wanting to play Legion, it's probably going to be late, late. Probably like October. When's the, I think the new consoles are supposed to be dropping... Uh, holiday season, so it'll probably be pretty late into the yeah, year. Yeah, it'll be pretty late. So anyway, that's it for Watch Dogs Legion. That's really all there is to really know about it. Is there anything else you can think of while we're talking about uh, it? Anything that stuck out in the original games? Not really. Uh, you, you had a little bit of character customization as far as their like clothes and stuff go. Yeah. Uh, there was a lot to do. Because you had to, like, unlock. It wasn't just like, okay, cool, I have a map of the whole area. Yeah. Like, you had to go to each one of these, like, individual areas and unlock the map for it. Assassin's Creed style. Yeah. Basically, like, the synchronization points. You had to go to those and, like, do a whole hacking thing to get into it. And then that kind of showed you more stuff you could do in that area. Didn't Ubisoft make Assassin's Creed also? Yeah. So, it makes makes sense, I guess. Makes sense. All right. So that that's that's uh, Watch Dogs Legion. If anybody wants to, you know, check it out, it'll be out uh, when they finally decide to give a full release date because they push it back. <laughs> Literally every single time, it's like a month from coming out. They're like, "Oh yeah, um, we're not done." They're probably waiting for the n- announcement of the new console and its release date, and probably release it with uh, the new console. Yeah. So. So, the technology portion of this. What we want to talk about with tech. So, we've talked about VR already, obviously. We talked about the Valve Index, Mm -hmm. which is... I was going to say best of the best right now when it comes to VR headsets. And then I figured out about this company. So, this company, I think it's pronounced Varjo. It's V-A-R-J-O. Varjo. So they put out three headsets, Mm -hmm. three different type of uh, virtual reality headsets. One we're going to talk about right today is the XR1. So XR is not VR, obviously. It's not a standard VR headset. It's an XR headset. So brief description, basically. The XR1 is a mixed reality developer device for engineers researchers and designers who are pioneer pioneering a new reality 
with photorealistic visual fidelity, ultra-low latency, and integrated eye tracking, XR1 Developer Edition seamlessly merges virtual content with the real world for the first time ever. So, it's not a standard VR headset. Yeah. It also says it can it can switch between uh, mixed reality and full virtual. Yeah. So, the main thing they're doing, they're merging... All augmented reality and virtual reality together. Mm-hmm. And granted, this headset is very, very expensive. Oh, I believe it. The XR1 is $10,000. Jesus Christ. But the XR1 isn't being created for an everyday consumer. Yeah. It's being created for companies. Um, Volvo uses these. Oh, really? Volvo uses specifically these headsets to test cars. Nice. They, when they're designing cars, they can plug it into program, a program that's been developed for this headset and basically test drive cars without getting in the car. Yeah. <coughs> and see, I, I can see this being uh, implemented in the military too, because we have some stuff that's like this. Yeah. Well, kind of, I guess. Like you sit in basically this gutted out Humvee and you got screens all around you. Yeah, you know, and you you go through like these full full exercises, but I could see this being put in and making it more immersive. Like what what Destin's watching right now that I just pulled up. This is there's if you go to Varjo's website for the XR One, it's a full simulated uh, Apache cockpit yeah. XR solution where these people are learning. Like when it comes to learning how to fly planes, drive cars, things like this. It's so much different when you mix augmented, like you, it's not just virtual. It's not like you're playing a game. Yeah. Like, it's like you're actually sitting in the cockpit. And in the, in the video, you can see when the, the man looks down, he's looking at his arms, his legs, like he's seeing his body, Yes, you know, manipulating physical things like, you know, the, the yaw and the uh, pitch and all that kind of shit. Yeah. He's manipulating physical things, but when you look around you, you're seeing the augmented aug- or the augmented, virtual yeah. reality world that you are, you know, flying this ship in. Yeah. It's a helicopter in. It's, it, it's pretty impressive. Like it's, Yeah, it's super, super impressive because what a lot of companies do is they use video pass through. And what video pass through, it's basically just uh, augmented reality they use uh, and they use these optical see-through and the the you're getting basically holographic images well the varjo uses legitimate cameras in the front they they in the front visor there's there's two cameras and it makes it look like you're looking at like a real car in front of you yeah I read an article basically uh, when I was first looking into this. There was an article done by uh, CNET or Tech Radar. CNET, I think. Um, they flew out one of their writers uh, to test it out, to yeah. uh, review it basically. So, what they did was he gets to the hotel room and they walk him into the hotel room and they stop him at the door. He can't, he doesn't look inside the room. Yeah. They stop him at the door. They put the headset on him. He opens his eyes and it looks like a normal room. There's a big 4K TV on the wall. It's not actually there. Yeah. There's a desk in the side with a chair at it. It's not actually there. But from him standing at the door, looking into the room, it looked completely normal. Hmm. 
it wasn't until he got really close that he could realize like oh this isn't a real fucking tv it was a yeah. it was a tv and it was playing um a star wars trailer on it at the time yeah because uh, i think this came out around force awakens so like it was playing the trailer for force awakens on it they, they programmed him to see and he looked fucking normal to him yeah and then uh they get him to walk around the room uh and i'm i'm haven't fa- i think i don't know if it's fully pc powered or what but they might have just had long cables or whatever but they get him to walk around the room and he goes over to this other corner where it's just he's sitting he he sees like a desk and chairs and shit and like he it looks normal then until he gets over there and his hand can like go through it and everything uh and then at the middle of the room they have a little chair mm-hmm. and it's it's a real chair so he goes over to it and they tell him to sit down and as he sits down he's in a fucking car yeah he's in an SUV and then as soon as he sits down, he's in this SUV, but, and they tell him to start driving. He's like, okay. He puts it in drive, hits the gas pedal. He's in Venice, <laughs> you know, just driving along the beach. And he was, and he was just like, so surprised of how real it felt. Yeah. It felt, and it was, it's insane. And like, he, he was just driving and then randomly he's just back in the hotel room and the car goes away and he's just sitting there in a chair and, uh, it's it's really insane how augmented reality is really going to change things and i think this oh, is yeah. the next step to like really really push it you know and like i said volvo when volvo does prototypes uh designs new safety technology stuff like that they use this because xr1 uses it's like negative it's like less than 20 milliseconds of latency Damn. Um, because it uses these 2020 eye trackers. Yeah, it uses 2020 eye trackers, which fully tracks your eyes' movements with pretty much like, they call it sub-degree accuracy. Um, so with it being such low latency, whenever you get in a car and you're driving, it feels real. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know if they use... Uh, yeah, it doesn't really use handles, like uh, controllers. Yeah, it's hand tracking. Because of like how good its eye tracking is. Yeah. You know, it sees your hands and stuff like that. And they have these new workspaces where it's like a little, just basically a blank, looks like almost like a blank piece of glass on the it, table. It does. That's literally just a computer and you're just doing your thing. And I was really like, I was just trying to decide if I wanted to talk about the XR1 or if I really wanted to dive into the other ones. So the XR1, it does run on computers. It runs on computers. It uses a uh, pretty much plug-in wire, whatever. And you have to have a pretty beefy machine to use it, obviously. Yeah. Your, your minimum requirements are... A core i7 7820X, which is one of their extremes. A 2080 Ti, 32 gigs of RAM, uh, and whatnot. So you have to have a pretty. They can't. They're oh, you can't use AMD GPUs, <laughs> which is dumb because they, at that area, you want to use Threadripper over Intel. Yeah. So that's weird. 
so yeah, you, it has its own power supply unit, which is pretty nuts. <laughs> but yeah, the, the fucking XR1, they have other VR headsets. We can touch on it a little bit. So their VR headsets, they also look pretty fucking nuts too. But it looks more like VR, obviously. Yeah. You know, your hands don't look as seamless. Uh, but when it comes to, like, flight things, for example, it looks really, really good. And they don't use the same cameras, obviously, um, that they use in the other ones for tracking. But you, look... At, you still have hand tracking, though. Yeah. Like, it, it's not... You don't have to buy a controller. Like, is, just, just go to their website yeah. and look at just the quality difference of what they use. Like, compare, they have this comparison to the Vive Pro. Just the quality of everything. And just, it has the same 2020 eye tracking that is in the XR1 as well. And granted, it's expensive as well, but you're getting... A 90 hertz display, which is, well, I mean, the, the, whatchamacallit, the valve index runs 120, right? Yeah. Yeah, it runs yeah. 120 hertz. 90 is still better, but it's just like the contrast ratio and the eye tracking and what everything looks like just looks so good. And the, 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 the ultra leap hand tracking, which no one else uses is pretty gnarly yeah. too. Its system requirements are pretty fucking hefty as well. Yeah. And uh, Ryzen set. Well, no, nah, I mean, it's like a that's like a twelve hundred dollar computer. Well, fifteen hundred, I guess. Twenty eighty yeah. and a twenty seven hundred. That's like twelve fifteen hundred dollars. A twenty eighty is like nine hundred dollars, eight hundred dollars, and then a twenty seven hundred is only like one hundred fifty. So. But then it says AMD GPUs are not currently supported, so you couldn't throw in like a uh, 5700 XT or anything like that. Yeah. Which, I mean, that's pretty cool, though. Um, overall, like, I wish that they weren't as expensive as they are. But I think as we're obviously in the infancy of VR or XR, AR, all of its these things... We're in the true infancy of it, so prices are going to be high. Just because the only reason prices for things like this, especially this, are so high is because of research and development. Yeah, and it's technology that not a lot, like the hand tracking, not a lot of people are just using that. Right They're now. the only company. Like, yeah, everyone else uses controllers. Like Vive is getting there. Like they're, yeah. they're talking about working on it, but. That's it. Like, they're talking about working on it. You know, these yeah. people are actively using it, and it works. Yeah, everyone else uses controllers. So, the fact that this company is pretty much spearheading their research and development, spending a lot of money on R&D. I mean, you're going to pay for a headset. Their normal VR headset, which is the VR2, is $5,000. The VR2 Pro is $6,000. Yeah. And the XR1 is $10,000. It's insanely expensive, obviously. But these, they're, the thing is, they're not marketing this to consumers. Like the Valve Index, at how much was the Valve Index? Uh, $1,000? Like, yeah, it's like 
two grand for everything. Yeah. yeah, it's it's not being marketed to the normal public. You know, this isn't a sixty dollar thing you can plug your like throw your phone into the screen. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Which Qualcomm's doing some pretty cool things with those, obviously, but this is something that's being made simply for like this, for instance, this was made in collaboration with the U S air force and companies like Volvo, the U S air force, a bunch of different engineers throughout the world. There's really wanting to change what VR is used for. I think they mainly want, I think VR has a good place in research and development and testing more so than gaming. Yeah. Granted, in gaming is very immersive. People really like it, whatever, whatever. But this could really change like our whole world, more oh, yeah. or less. But if anyone has an XR1, let me know. <laughs> um, I'll come to your house. It'd be cheaper for me to buy a plane ticket to come to your house than buy one. <laughs> yeah, for real. So... If you have one, sh- sh- let me know. I want to I want to put it on and play with it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But yeah, the XR1's gnarly. Uh, I was kind of weird about doing VR again because there's only so much you can talk about VR. Yeah. But with with how much different this is with its hand tracking and just the full ability to like when I obviously whenever I post on Instagram or Twitter when this comes out, I'll show you a picture of like the big difference, but uh, yeah, I'll show you the big difference really of like what it looks like, but it's it's crazy how much different and how much pure time and research they're putting into this because it's the only thing they make. Yeah. You know, it's not a company just getting into VR. It's like this company's sole purpose is VR, XR, and AR. So, yeah. you know, what we didn't do again. Rate the games. Yeah. Yeah, I thought about that a second ago. I'm a fucking idiot. I'm just not going to worry about it anymore. I'm going to keep forgetting, so I'm not even going to worry about it. Unless it's something that really blows my mind, then I'll maybe I'll rate it. But, but I mean, I, I was that's what made me think, because I was going to say this shit's a 10 out of 10. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like XR1, because I'm a big fan of AR, big fan of augmented reality. It's going to change our entire world. So, yeah. Yeah. I think that's it. That's about it. I think we're done. Yeah, we're done. Um, hello. <laughs> I'm being fucking weird. Uh, anyway, yes, that's that's it for the 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 little podcast thing. Is that what we do? I think mm-hmm. we do podcasts. I believe we do podcasts. Um, Resident Evil Three, Watch Dogs Legion, the Varjo XR One, uh, all pretty pretty cool things. You know, obviously. I feel like I'm more inclined to like when we talk about technology just because I don't know. I fucking love it. Yeah. But the XR1 is fucking game changing, man. Yeah. It really is. Throw, you throw two cameras on the front of a VR headset and it's crazy what it'll do. Yeah. By increasing it by like fucking 10 grand. So. <laughs> but yeah, we, uh, we appreciate everyone for listening. Uh, thank you very, very much. This isn't a full hour long, but I don't really care. <laughs> you know, I tried to like, whenever we first uh, started doing podcasts, I tried really hard Oops. to, I wanted to make it where like, oh, we got to hit an hour every single time. Got to do it. Got to do it. I'm just like, I'm just going to make the episode and put it out. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm tired of holding myself to like this crazy, crazy high level that I want production, I guess, quote unquote to be when it doesn't really fucking matter. Yeah. You know, if, if someone's interested, they're going to be interested. When we we're using cheap ass microphones, no mixer, they're plugged straight into a computer that fucks up. We did like a <laughs> test while we were talking for 10 minutes earlier and it fucked up within 10 minutes. So yeah. it's like, how much of a hurt, how much can I really worry whenever the thing <laughs> I'm, I'm running with what I got, yo, but yeah, uh, rate and review. Uh, iTunes, Apple Podcast. It's Apple Podcast. It's not iTunes anymore. Apple Podcast. Leave a review. Put five stars. I don't care what you think. It's a five star podcast. So do it. Um, if you listen on Spotify, uh, thank you. Can't really do anything there. Uh, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at leadershipgg. And I think that's it. Yeah, that's about it. Uh, what have you been playing lately? Uh, well, I re-downloaded uh, Conan Exiles. Ooh, you've been playing Conan. Yeah. I haven't played Conan. I should play it. It's pretty fun. I enjoy it. It's my kind of game. I downloaded Final Fantasy uh, 15. Or yeah. What, is it 15? It's 15. I, I don't haven't that. played it yet. I, I played <laughs> a little bit of it. Didn't really enjoy it. I just, like I downloaded it and just haven't played it. All I've been playing is PC Building Simulator. I played the uh, multiplayer version of it too, and it was it was pretty fun. But I don't know if I could get into it. I don't know. Yeah, PC Building Simulator is the only thing I've been playing. <laughs> I haven't had a ton of time this past week. Uh, we've been getting home from work pretty late every day, yeah. so I've just been like, you know, I'm sit down and play a game for like two hours. You know, <laughs> fuck it, I'll build some PCs. Really, this past week, I've I've watched more movies than I have played games. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I watched... just in that kind of week. I haven't really done much. Just getting ready for the Star Wars episode, which is already going to be shit. Yeah. Uh, we haven't even recorded yet, but it's going to suck. Just want everybody to know that. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I mean, I'm probably not wrong, but you know what I mean. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's it. Uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. We're going to get out of here, and we're going to start on this next episode where we're going to talk about Star Wars. We'll yes. have our lovely guest back from the Pokemon episode, Samuel. He'll be here. He's hiding over there doing some shit, I don't know. <laughs> off off mic, but he's going to be with us for the Star Wars episode. Uh, it's He knows a lot about Star Wars, but it's mainly about the movies and stuff, so I don't know. I don't know what games he's played. Oh, it'll... it'll, it'll. It's Star Wars lore. Star Wars lore. It'll, it'll well, all transfer I mean, over. Well, I mean, isn't all of the legend stuff not canon though? So I don't know. We'll see. But we're, we'll probably talk about Kotor for like three hours. So yeah, that's all that matters. Great. Oh God, I'm not. Okay. Anyway, thank you everyone for listening. We're getting out of here. We we love all of you. Um, we'll see you later. Bye bye.